approved the building of this mosque and the fact that you are all joining us in our celebration is extremely praiseworthy and obliges me to once again express my sincere appreciation and heartfelt gratitude to you all. I also wish to reassure you that the negative media portrayal of Islam is completely at odds with the reality of religion. The despicable acts of certain groups or individuals who use Islam's name to justify violence and extremism have nothing to do with the true teachings of Islam. Islam's teachings are of peace, love, reconciliation, and brotherhood. In fact, the literal meaning of the Arabic word Islam is peace. When the very name and foundation of a religion is peace, it is impossible for that religion to promote or permit anything that undermines the peace and well-being of society. Rather, the teachings of such a religion must foster peace and spread love and compassion amongst humanity. Certainly, this is what we have learned from the Holy Quran which is our holy book and the most authentic source of Islamic law and teaching. From cover to cover, the Holy Quran is a book of peace that enshrines universal human values and human rights. Its teachings seek to unite mankind under the banner of humanity and guarantee the rights of every individual to live with freedom, equality, liberty, and justice. It is written in the Holy Quran that Allah the Almighty sent prophets to the world in order, to, uh, in order uh, for them to instill basic human values and to teach morality. They were sent to develop a relationship between God Almighty and his creation and to draw the attention of mankind towards fulfilling the rights of one another. As Muslims, we believe that in order to fulfill these great objectives, God Almighty sent his messengers to all nations and the history of the major religions testifies to the fact that all the prophets practiced and preached the highest standard of morality and virtue. Hence, Islam's teachings unite mankind and foster a spirit of mutual love and respect between all people, irrespective of racial, religious, or social backgrounds. It is, a religion, it is a religion that breaks down barriers and encourages peaceful and tolerant 
dialogue. Thus, it is inconceivable for a true Muslim to persecute or oppose other religions or their followers. At no place and at no time has Islam ever promoted extremism or encouraged violence, violence in any shape or form wherever and whenever a Muslim has conducted a terrorist attack or exhibited any type of radicalism or fanatical behavior, it is only because he or she has deviated entirely from Islam's teachings. Such people and such acts serve only to defame and tarnish the pure name of Islam. In the very first chapter of the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty has proclaimed that He is the Lord of all the worlds, who provides for and sustains all mankind. The means of that, this means that God is the provider and sustainer of all people, irrespective of their faith or beliefs. Due to the grace and benevolence of God Almighty, even those who deny His existence or have no religion are reaping the blessings and fruits of this world. Accordingly, where the Quran declares Allah the Almighty to be the Lord of all the worlds, it also proclaims Him to be the gracious and merciful. Similarly, in the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty has proclaimed the founder of Islam, the Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, as a mercy for all mankind. Without a shadow of a doubt, at every moment of his life, the Prophet of Islam, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, manifests immense love and respect for all people. His pure and noble heart was filled with compassion and at all times he sought the betterment of mankind and strived to alleviate the suffering of others. He, uh, he taught his followers to respect and value all humanity. For example, on one occasion, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, was sitting down but immediately stood up at a mark of respect when he observed a funeral procession pass by. Upon this, one of his companions mentioned that the deceased was a Jewish person and not a Muslim. Hearing this, the Prophet of Islam peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, asked, was he not a human? This reflects the love in his heart for all humanity. It also manifests how he guided his followers towards treating the people of all religions and beliefs with compassion and being sensitive and respectful to their feelings and needs.
Furthermore, many people question whether Islam advocates freedom of religion. To answer this, let me present another incident from the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him. Once a delegation of Christians from the city of Najran came to meet the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, in Medina. <clears throat> After some time, the Christians became restless. And so the Holy Prophet, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, inquired if something was wrong. In response, the Christians informed that it was time for their worship. But they did not have any appropriate place to perform their prayers or rituals. Upon this, the Prophet of Islam, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, invited the Christians to worship in his own mosque in Medina, according to their traditions and ways. Through this munificent and magnanimous gesture, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, set an everlasting example of tolerance, freedom of religion, and freedom of worship for all mankind. Nevertheless, some people question why wars or battles were fought by the early Muslims. Thus, let me make it clear that wherever Islam permitted the use of force, it was never to conquer lands or to compel people to accept Islam. Rather, where the Holy Quran authorized the early Muslims to utilize a degree of force, it clearly stipulated that permission was granted in order to establish peace and security and to ensure that true freedom of religion and freedom of belief prevailed. It explained that the use of force was not given to save Islam, but was given in order to protect the rights of all people and religion and to guarantee the rights of all communities to believe as they pleased. Consequently, in chapter 22, verse 41 of the Holy Quran, where permission was first granted to the Muslims to engage in a defensive war, it clarified that the opponents of Islam were not waging war against the Muslims for any personal, national, or political reasons. Rather, they were motivated, motivated by their hatred of religion itself. The verse warned that if the Muslims did not take firm steps to stop the cruelties and injustice, it would lead to the end of all religions and freedom of belief would cease to exist. It, the verse categorically says the churches, synagogues, uh, synagogues, temples, mosques, or any other places of worship would not be saved if they were permitted 
to wage war, or if they were, their, uh, uh, their attacks were not retaliated. Thus, rather than imposing restriction or uh, curtailing freedoms, the truth is that the world's first and foremost universal charter of religious freedom was the Holy Quran itself. Moreover, as Islam has enshrined freedom of belief as basic human rights, it naturally follows that true mosques are symbol of religious freedom and shining beacons of love, mutual respect, and compassion. Certainly, I hope and expect that in your interaction with Ahmadi Muslims, in the past you will only have felt a spirit of love and respect from them towards you. Now, this mosque has been officially opened. This spirit will only increase and our message of peace and humanity will reverberate ever louder and echo in all directions. The local Ahmadi Muslims will intensify their efforts to fulfill the rights of neighbors of this mosque. Indeed, the Holy Quran has repeatedly instructed Muslims to fulfill the rights of their neighbors and to treat them with the utmost love and affection. I should clarify that our neighbors are not only those who live close to the mosque or close to the home of Ahmadi Muslims. Rather, the circle of neighbors, according to the Holy Quran, spreads much further afield and includes a person's colleagues, subordinates, travel companions, and many other people besides. In essence, all the people of the city are our neighbors, and it is our religious obligation to treat them with love, kindness, and generosity. I pray that the local Ahmadi Muslim live up to what I have said and personally reflect Islam's core message of love and humanity through their words and conduct each and every day. May they convey Islam's message of peace and goodwill, not only in the local area, but across the nation as well. May the local Ahmadi Muslims treat their neighbors and all other members of society with love and empathy, so that whatever fears or reservations exist about Islam in the minds of some non-Muslims soon disappear. I pray the noble teachings of our most sacred book, the Holy Quran, are exhibited by our MD Muslims so that the local people can see what Islam truly is. May the benevolent and peaceful character of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, who was the perfect manifestation of the Quran's teachings, be revealed to the people here in the United States and beyond.
It is only my heartfelt, heartfelt prayer that all people of all beliefs, whether at a local, regional, national, or international level, unite in a common purpose of spreading peace in the world. From the depths of my heart, I pray that after we have departed this world, our children and future, future generations remember us with love and affection. May they affirm that their elders spread no effort, uh, spared no effort to foster a spirit of love, peace, and brotherhood amongst mankind, and to leave behind a peaceful and enlightened world. Surely, the alternative does not bear thinking about that our children remember us with nothing but contempt and consider us to have been belligerent warmongers who destroyed their futures and left behind only a trail of war and destruction. Thus, in order to protect our future generations, it is essential we set aside our differences and focus on fulfilling each other's rights and serving humanity. It is our responsibility and indeed our obligation to ensure we, have, uh, we leave behind a peaceful and prosperous world for those that follow us. To achieve this great objective, we must be ready to expend all our energies on striving for peace. A fundamental principle of Islam is to hold all religions and their founders in great esteem. As I said at the beginning, we believe in all of the prophets. And so it is not possible for a true Muslim to ever speak against them or their teachings. Hence, it is of paramount importance that irrespective of a person's race or social status, we respect one another's beliefs and religions. With these words, I hope and pray that may Allah the Almighty enable us all to play our respective roles in bringing an end to the conflict that have plagued the world and to eradicate all forms of injustice and intolerance. Rather than a world of haste, uh, of hate and hostility, I pray we leave behind a world of love and compassion. Instead of selfishly pursuing self-interest, may all people recognize the true value of serving the common good. At the end, I pray that this mosque proves to be a shining light in this community and uh, a means of unity and hope. I mean, thank you all once again for joining us today. May God bless you all. Thank you.